at the church. His name's Jim Hedinger. Would you please give him a big welcome? Pastor Aaron says, oh, we miscalculated. You're supposed to be here at the end of the month. And I've heard that uh, the seven and the three numbers are special numbers in the Bible. So I haven't figured this out, but the day's the 30th. I'm celebrating 30 years in ministry here. And last Saturday, I was 73. So now figure that out. So anyway, the lottery doesn't have anything. So don't go there. But I was... uh, God uh, gave me a message. He just gave me the title to it, and I started working on it. And then along came Armstrong Chega, and guess what? He was preaching on the same thing. So he and I got together, but I found out he's just preaching about it in general. Now, I'm going to preach about it today, or talk about it today, about you personally. The message title is Obtaining Your Legacy. How many here would like to have a legacy? Well, you're going to have one regardless whether you like it or not. That's all you hear about the presidents. What would his legacy be? They're building master libraries and all that kind of stuff, but legacy uh, basically is reputation. It's what people think about you, especially when you're gone. It's what they remember about you. Some people strive for positions in life or rewards and recognition in life, and they cause these things by what they do, everyday life. And uh, since I've been born, I've been doing something. Sometimes it was good, sometimes it wasn't so good. But uh, the last 30 years has been great. So uh, I've put legacy into two categories. I prayed about it, and God kind of showed me there's a physical legacy. And that's works for worldly trophies. Everybody starts out in that category. And then there's a second category, the spiritual legacy, and that's works by faith for God. Amen? So uh, in order to explain both of these legacies, my wife didn't know I was doing this. This is going to be news to her today, I had to find somebody that I really knew so I could pick out some things in their life, and uh, I finally, after searching over here and searching over there and, and uh, asking people all kinds of weird questions, probably thought I was crazy, what did you do in life? Everybody looked at me, what did I do in life? I don't even know what I'm going to do tomorrow or what I did yesterday, but uh, <clears throat> I went in the bathroom one day and I looked in the mirror and I got the answer. You. (laughs) So I guess I'm the one that's on the spot today. And I picked out seven categories on this first legacy. And the first one is education. Amen. And uh, hallelujah. Grade school. Junior high school, high school, and college. Hey! You know, some people call her diploma. But in your mindset, hey, I earned that. I deserve it. And I can show everybody I did it. Amen? Trophy. Hallelujah. Second category picked was military. 
Well, eight years of total service, including uh, reserve, a couple years in uh, Air Force and six years in, in the Army, and uh, hallelujah. Guess what? Praise the Lord. I got the paperwork to back it up, by the way. Hallelujah. Free man. <clears throat> if they need me again, they know where I'm at. Came out a sergeant. Can you imagine me as a sergeant? Hup, hoop, three, four. Oh, boy. <clears throat> How about politics? Twelve years as the mayor of the town I live in. Every Saturday, my wife used to just love that. Every Saturday, I have to go over and hold mayor's court. You know, that's police work. And I was a judge and the kids in town. It comes to judge. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Guess what? That deserves another trophy, don't it? Wow. Hey, here's another one. How about uh, volunteer fireman? 14 years. Two years as an EMT on emergency squad. So praise the Lord. That deserves another trophy, doesn't it? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How about music? Back in the saddle again. That's the way I started out. And then walking down the road with Jesus is the way I ended up, you know. So I started out with the trumpet in high school, <clears throat> got rid of that, bought a guitar, and later on got a harmonica, and now you know what I do today. So praise the Lord. Let's look at that again here. Wow. We got a few up here. One, two, three, four, five. Ooh, we got one more here. <clears throat> How about working 30 years for a national company? Coca-Cola company. Don't tell Pepsi that. They'll be after me. And I retired, full retirement and everything. That's, that allowed me to uh, get into the ministry full-time down here. When I retired, uh, I just got rehired, came down here and told the pastor, I'm here, I'm available five days a week and Sunday also or whenever you need me. So been that way, worked with him uh, 30 years. Praise the Lord. He taught me a lot. That's the reason I'm up here. So, hallelujah. <clears throat> Last but not least, the big one. You know, the military service isn't bad. It's the people you meet that make it good or bad. And uh, I had the, the fortunate to meet a young lady down there. Now, you notice that's a double trophy. That means there's two of us. And we got married. And uh, next month is 49 years, the 27th. We deserve a trophy, right? She put up with me for 49 years. Wow. So you see, life isn't that bad, is it? So I know somebody's saying, gee, now what have I done in my life? How many trophies do I have? Well, you know about trophies, one thing I've noticed, is people worship those trophies. Oh, trophy, trophy on the wall. Tell me everything that's all. And... Uh, Guess what? That trophy's about as cold and silent as you can get. Well, how's their life going to turn out? So, <clears throat> you see the ball bats on these trophies? I had to use the baseball trophies to demonstrate. Well, these ball bats means I'm hunting, I'm hitting a bat 100%. Think about that. I'm hitting 100% here. See all these trophies? Praise the Lord. Now, if I just stop right there, you know, hey... You could remember me for some of these things. Amen. But it <clears throat> doesn't stop there. 
In conclusion, people would be satisfied and remembered for their worldly trophies. But I believe that God has much more to say about legacy, and that is why I believe there is a second kind of legacy called spiritual works by faith for God. Something happened to me to bring this about. Hallelujah. People come around and they witness to you about things of God. And uh, in 1978, going through all these things in my life, I had some time to really think about things. And you get tired of running here, running there. And, and uh, I was getting older and a very close friend of mine. In fact, he was on the council, the, the village council where I was mayor. We became very good friends, Raymond McNeil. I think everybody knows who he is. He'll be here at 11 o'clock today. And uh, this is really kind of a, a, a thank you to him today. For he's the one that initiated me getting down here in that little church next door. And uh, <clears throat> I just uh, was sitting in that little church and this scripture, just, you know, I opened my Bible up and there's a scripture there. And it says, what profits a man if he gains the whole world but loses his soul? Matthew 16, 26. Hey, this is my world. Where's the profit? That's all I got to show for it. Well, I, I can't take that, all them trophies with me. They'll get old and rusty and all that, but... Uh, God was showing in Pastor Eric's message that day that, hey, there was more to it than this, this life. And I know a lot of people today are going through this life, and it has its ups and downs, and it tosses you around and all that. I wanted something better, and I got to listening to the message that day, and finally I decided I just went up to the altar there, and I just laid all these trophies down. That Jesus, here's all my trophies. And uh, I want you to take my life and do with it what you want. I'm turning it over to you. Well, guess what? Some things started to happen. Um, the pastor kept looking at me saying, gee, did he or didn't he? So, you know, it took a month or so for things to start showing up. But I, I started having some ideas come to my head and, and my attitude changed and I'm looking at people differently for the first time. I had compassion and, and uh, seemed like I was more interested in doing something for them than I was for me. And, and, uh, and I got into God's word and, and uh, God must have knew he could trust me because I got baptized in a local creek about this time of year and there was that much ice on the side. And I went in and Raymond was sitting out there, hurry up, hurry up, he's in water like this. Hurry, hurry up, and people sitting there in fur coats, and, and I'm, I'm in a t-shirt and in my swimming trunks, and I walk in there, and I said, well, God, if this is of you, I'm okay, and I got in there, and a heat came down over me, and I'm staring, what's the matter with all these people? They look like they're cold, and uh, Raymond was turning blue, and we had to get him out of there, but praise God, you know what? I haven't heard anybody have any ill effects, regardless of when you're baptized or how, so praise God. From then on, 
I found out that I was in a new covenant. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And uh, new covenant. Praise the Lord. And then I also found out that Jesus gave me the Holy Spirit to be my comforter. And uh, he also baptized me with the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. This guy may look like he's small, but I want to tell you, there's more power in that bat than there are in all these bats put together. Because he can move mountains, plus he knows everything about me. And he, he tells my spirit uh, the things I need to know every day that I don't know. <clears throat> so God started putting me to work down here. And again, uh, as things worked out, I retired from the company and became full-time down here and, and became on staff. And, and uh, just a few, few things happened to me. As time went by, I was ordained as a deacon. Hallelujah. Enjoyed that. Had a dear brother in Christ working with me, and we went around, handled uh, uh, the problems of baskets, giving baskets out and food and clothing and stuff like that. And, and then later on, the pastor called me in. And he says, I want you to be ordained as an elder. And uh, it's been a real privilege uh, working in that position for God. <clears throat> then I became later on a home group leader. And uh, I'm doing that, still doing that ministry. So I've been there 14 years. This building is a little over 14 years this month. And uh, <clears throat> I held a Sunday afternoon service in the local jail for four and a half years. Two o'clock every day, I'd run from this service, run down there. Enjoyed that. There was a lot of salvations there in the jail. And <clears throat> the last 14 years, I've been involved in uh, working in the building here, trying to keep it up because the pastor called me in and says, I'm going to be the contractor and you're going to be my foreman. So for two years, I spent down here. I met nine inmates from the local prison. Every morning at 7 o'clock, I had coffee and donuts out there in our metal garage. And you see the results of this. I had some Amish people uh, finish the outside and the roof. But uh, they did the majority of the labor. Guess what? It was free. We had some young ladies cooked them a, a dinner every day over in a little um, brick building next door over there. And uh, things just worked out great. I mean, in the wintertime, we put these trusses on in here, and it was 70 degrees in December. No wind. We had a crane donated to us for a month if we needed it. A free $200 an hour crane, fuel provided and everything by Mead. And we had a man here that operated the crane free, one of our members. So, you know... When you see miracles like that, you know God is in it. And the real miracle is, it's all paid for. How about that? <clears throat> so by this time, you might say, how did I do all these things? But you need to remember, I've had 30 years to do it in. Amen. And uh, basically, these last 30 years, just think about that. And... Uh, as I was doing the work of the ministry, I continued studying God's Word. And, uh, you know, God doesn't give out trophies, but He has something better, something with life. There are 66 books of life. 
Well, I got those six on the front here represent the world. And my wife has backed me up to handle things down through the years. But there's no life. Think about that. There's no life in these. There's life in this one here. <laughs> She's sitting right down there. Hallelujah. Me. Praise the Lord. And she helped me make the life that I've had. So, uh, praise the Lord. But as I studied God's Word down through the years, doing the, the work for God, I had some directions. Praise the Lord. Just open the book up. Directions. 2 Corinthians 9.10 says, Grow in fruitfulness. Grow in fruitfulness. So I concentrate on my effort, find out what fruit was about in Galatians chapter 5, verse 20, 21, 22, love, peace, joy, meekness, long-suffering, and hallelujah. It just automatically comes when you start working for God. You won't have joy, true joy. It'll be out here, but it won't be in here with these trophies, but you'll have real joy over here. It'll swell up in you, and you say, wow. I couldn't even imitate that. And going along, it says, uh, Ephesians 4, 15 says, how about growing in Christ? And uh, hallelujah. That's everyday effort. And again, get one of those books out of there, tell you about, how about John, book of John, tell you all about Jesus and what you need to do to imitate. <clears throat> First Thessalonians 3.12, how about growing in love? That takes a little work too, but it's a growth process. I didn't start out knowing all this, but I've been working on it for 30 years and trying to improve, and God would take something away, and, and uh, in this place we'd have something better. So everybody, gimme, gimme, I want it now. Well, hey... Start from the beginning, put your hand to the plow. In between all the ministries I've been involved in, it might have been three or four years of waiting, wondering. And uh, God just re recently put me down the road down here at the VA uh, Veterans Rest Home. And uh, I just praise God for Shirley Wooten here today and uh, uh, Doris Linehan. And uh, they, we meet every Thursday night. And we have a message, we have music and song. The guys love it. Uh, they're not lost, praise the Lord. They're not forgotten. And I praise God for that ministry. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1, it says, Growing into perfection. I'm not perfect, never will be perfect, but it's not my perfection, it's His. And the more I grow and concentrate on him, then his perfection will rub off on me. And uh, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2, growing through the word. If you don't pick this up and read it, you're not going to gain anything. You're not going to grow anywhere. And, uh, you know, as a, a person plays a guitar and a harp, they got a song, Dust on the Bible. I could go into a lot of houses and play that song. <laughs> There's dust on the Bible. 
or married by the Bible, divorced by the law. That's another one. So anyway, 2 Peter 3.18 says, you need to grow in grace and knowledge. Again, it's all there. Hey, are you over here? I need some knowledge. I need some grace. Hey, I don't know. They, these, these people need to go get educated. They're not talking to me. And then 2 Peter 1, 5, verse, verses 5 to 7, Growing by other means, giving all diligence, add your faith, virtue, knowledge, and to knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. Hey, you need those things to grow up in, in Christ. And, uh, you know, there's another category a lot of people don't think about. God's plan for your life. From the day he was born, he had a plan for your life, that little kid. And he kind of depends on parents today to present that plan to them when they're able to understand it. So if you don't rely on these 66 books and you're relying upon this, there's no way your children are going to grow up to know God's plan for their life. But Joshua 24, verse 15, 15 says, God's plan is to serve him. Amen? And most of all, find his son. Receive him. And that's, that's where I started. I just received his son. I just turned my life over to him. I didn't have to do anything. Thunder and lightning didn't come down. So, hallelujah. It's a gift. These you have to earn. And it says the wages of trophies is sin. But the gift of God is eternal life through his son. Wages, gifts. Hallelujah. And <clears throat> go down through here. How about Matthew 6, 33? Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added to you. Well, that's how it works. That's the principle. Everybody knows the principle Hey, you've got to be in physical shape. You've got to know the name of the game and, and uh, all these things. But uh, there is the guidance. And uh, guess what? That brings food on your table, clothing on your back, a house to live in, a car to drive, and contentment, peace, hallelujah. Oh, boy, this is a good one. John chapter 4, verse 34, doing the Father's will. How many here is doing the Father's will today? Well, that's, I don't know whether I am or not. Well, Father's will is right here. Just do what it says in here. Read the Word and do the instructions. Amen? This is the hardest one. John chapter 17, verse 4. Finishing the divine task. <sighs> I don't know where I'm going to make it. I was climbing up the hill, set up my deer stand yesterday. <sighs> I said, man, I'm, those years are getting on me. But it's not, it's not that bad. Just following those, those instructions will get you to the end of the divine path. It'll keep you on there too. Acts chapter 20, verse 24 says, completing the course joyfully. 
Amen. How many here have joy today? Walking down the road with Jesus. Hey, I've got my guitar here in my heart. Walking down the road with me. Hallelujah. I start out with that song most of the time. And then some of the other praise songs get in there, which is great. Hallelujah. So praise the Lord. And uh, last but not least, Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14, it says, Obtaining Christ-likeness. You can't make yourself attain this. You just have to get in here and do what this says, and it comes. Just automatically you become like Christ. The more you know about him, the more you get in here, the more you get up in the noodle brain up here, and it gets down in your spirit. So uh, that's the way it comes. Same way with the fruit. It comes down in here, and then it comes back out. Joy, peace. What causes fruit? The Word. Doing the Word. And, uh, you know, there were, people argue today over works. Well, Paul said, not by works, but by grace. But then James, which is supposed to be the sum total of the Bible in that chapter, in that book, says that I'll show you my faith by my works. Well... Paul was talking about getting saved. James was talking about after you're saved. So that kind of settles that. Your faith is not going to do anything unless you've got some works behind it. And how, what kind of works do you need? It's all in here. Hey, we need somebody uh, to work in the bathrooms. We need somebody to work out here in the garage. We need somebody back there for the snack bar. Works by faith with your heart of God in it. God's not in your heart while you're doing these things. And by the way, if Christ is in here and the Holy Spirit's in here, you're not working for you anyway. You're working for God. So the next time you go to work, say, oh, I hate this job. Well, didn't I give you this job so as you can make a living? You like to eat? You like those clothes on your back? You think I'm just going to get you out of here and give you the gravy job? I got to educate you first. You got to be more humble. Got to get rid of that bad spirit you got. Amen. When you look at it from God's perspective, hey, boy, thank you for this job. I know I'm not making as much money that my brother over there is, but uh, I know that you will elevate me in, in your timing. And uh, how do you know that... <clears throat> That guy's in a ministry where he needs all that money. And you don't need it, because if you had it, then you'd get selfish and get away from God. So, hallelujah. Here we go again. So, uh, again, I discovered God doesn't give trophies. But he has his 66 books there of knowledge and wisdom and instruction. And, uh, you know... It would be nice to have a trophy over here. God, where's my trophies at? You know, I've done so much for you. Oh. Hey, guess what? He's got some rewards. Praise the Lord. You thought this box was empty, didn't you? Oh. About that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
I don't know what, does that say 10 minutes up there? <laughs> this clock's going backwards on me. He's got me fooled. I'm going to have to look at my watch. Oh, okay, I've got about 15 minutes yet. <laughs> don't pay attention to that up there. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but anyway, God gives out crowns. Well, when I accepted Jesus Christ, guess what? You can't see it because it's in the spirit realm. I know it's there because I looked in here. I peeked in here and found out it's in there. And uh, you know what we're going to do with those crowns? As other people are taking these trophies, and oh, this Jim, Jim, uh, he, he did this. And let's put it in a case so we can remember him. I'm going to be up there. Hey, how many crowns he gives me? I hope he gives me all of them. Hey, Jesus, here's another one. Here's another one. Here's another one. Throwing them at his feet. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Well, it talks about the, the incorruptible crown. 1 Corinthians 9.25, and it says, Every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible crown. So he's saying these things are corruptible. Can't take them to heaven. And uh, he's saying these are incorruptible. You can come right in with your crown on your head. Amen? <clears throat> okay, let's go to the next one. The crown of righteousness. Righteousness, I had a lot of trouble with it for two years. And really all that means is right standing with God. Right standing with God. Righteousness. And if you're not right standing with God, He'll let you know because the storms will run over you. And uh, people will do things to you and all this thing. But if you're righteous for God, they just bounce off. He puts a hedge around you. Second Timothy 4, 8. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at the day, and not to me only, but unto them also that love his appearing. Wow. Great. I'm feeling better already. And how about the crown of life? James chapter 1, verse 12, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. A gift. All these things are gifts. The new covenant, the Holy Spirit to guide me and to help me, and he's right here. In fact, he's directing me right now. And, you know, my mind cannot comprehend that, but it's spiritual. My spirit is, is working here, and I'm just letting it do what it wants to do today. And praise God, I got 66 great things here to rely upon, and I know that's the end result. Hallelujah. <clears throat> the crown of glory. You know, at these ball games, hey, we're winning. Glory, glory, glory. I like that high state game, 42 to 7. <laughs> My old mater there, they wiped them out. <laughs> oh, oh well. I pray for them anyway, though. Things might get better in the future. <clears throat> Until then, 
I still love my team. <clears throat> crown of glory. And, and when the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. 1 Peter 5, 4. Hey, these things are indestructible. They won't fade away. How about your car? You leave it out there in the driveway too long, it'll rust apart. But these things will last forever. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Some instructions here about crowns. Revelations chapter 3 verse 11 says, To be on guard. Behold, I come quickly, hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. You can't have my crown. Tell a person next door, sitting next to you, tell them they can't have your crown. Amen? <laughs> Got that covered. <clears throat> Revelations 4.10 says, They'll be cast at Jesus' feet. The four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Hallelujah, I made it. <laughs> I'm here. Well, basically, you can say you're already there if you did this and you have this and you have him and you have this. For those that don't have it, guess what? You can come right up here today, and it's free. I'll give it to anybody, or anybody else can give it to you. All we got to do is look in here, Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, and simple instructions. Jesus, I just uh, give you all my worldly trophies. I lay them down at your feet. And I want to start working the rest of my life for you. I want you to guide it. I want you to take care of it. Provide for me, as your instructions in your book says. And uh, I guess I got some work the rest of my life to read those 66 books of instructions. And uh, I might get up to where Brother Jim is after 30 years. But guess what? I still got some more to do. <laughs> I'm still working on it. But it says, occupy till I come, and uh, that's what I'm doing, and that means still studying, still doing the work of the ministry, and uh, providing for my family, and uh, praise the Lord, uh, I forgot to tell you, we had a son, that was a blessing, and uh, four grandkids, another blessings, so praise the Lord, this Christmas, uh, 49 years we're going to celebrate, and uh, I can't comprehend that. It hasn't settled in yet, but uh, God knows, and I praise him for it, and I don't know how many times, oh, we got plenty of time, <laughs> amen. So, hallelujah. Well, I don't think there's any more in here blank pages so see that didn't hurt <laughs> let's have the praise and worship team come up and just play softly and and I'd like to have the group leaders come up
Let's bow our heads. Father, we just thank you so much for this time that we've been able to spend with you and, and talk about your glory that your son brought to us through his death on the cross and the healing and the joy and the peace, everything that he's brought. We just praise you for that. We just thank you for the opportunity to, to be here today to go over these things, the, the world and uh, how it operates and the trophies there that people continually work on and work for and, and uh, become dissatisfied because trophies, they're cold like stone. They don't talk. They don't provide. Uh, they just, they're something to look at. But we just thank you that your son Jesus came to give us much more than that. And he, he gave us a real person to depend upon. One that can talk back to us through the 66 books. One that can do healing in our behalf. One that can provide for us uh, homes and clothing and shelter and food. And we, just, we thank you that as we depend upon him... He takes care of the little sparrows. He'll take better care of us. So we just praise you for that. And we lift up Brother Aaron to you. He called me last night and said that they were having difficulties with sickness. And uh, I prayed with him and he prayed with me for today. And he's such a blessing. And we just thank you that your healing hand is on that whole family right now. And any other family that's here today, that you're touch of the master's hand and with Jesus to back it up. Hallelujah. How can we go wrong? And we just thank you so much that Jesus was a gift. A gift. Oh, how simply you've made it and yet it's so hard for the intellectual person. We got to work for it. Nothing's free in this world. Well, praise God, I'm not of this world, so I know what it's like. Jesus gave me a new life. He can give you a new life if you haven't received him. So the invitation is here today. It's open. We have the leaders here to lead you through the, the prayer of salvation or to take care of any other need, healing or provision or whatever is troubling you today. So we praise you. We thank you. In his name we pray. Amen.